Hello, and welcome to The Hand Cell, where interesting people tell us about books they think that we should read. I'm Jen Northington, coming to you from Book Riot, and today's guest is Preeti Chibber, author of Spider-Man's Social Dilemma, coming out July 26th. Welcome, Preeti. Hi. <laughs> I just realized that by the time this airs, the book will be out. So it's already oh, out. Cool. You can get it. You can get it. <laughs> Great. Please buy it. <laughs> I know how time works. Uh, so anyway, this is already off to a super professional start, but it's okay because Preeti and I have known each other for a good long time. For a very long time. And like, <laughs> what? this is just another, this is great because I get to see you every other week podcasting. Yeah. And now this is just another moment of us podcasting. Indeed. Preeti also used to write for Book Riot and mm-hmm. for our comic site when we had panels, RIP mm-hmm. panels. And yes, and we also have some side projects together and we used to live in New York and be in publishing together. So <laughs> she's, she, when I was like, we're going to do an experiment, I was like, let me see if Preeti wants to come on my experimental <laughs> podcast. Hundred percent. Yes. Easy. Yes. Always. <laughs> I'm excited, though, because you have picked out some very cool books to recommend to our listeners. And I'm excited for the theme. But before we get into that, let us do a quick sponsor break. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Diana Dixon has a busy summer and no time for tall, gorgeous hockey player Shane's shenanigans. Because you know what? If they shenan once, they'll shenan again. So she thinks she knows exactly who he is when he moves into her apartment building. But turns out Shane's sick of hookups and tired of being on the rebound after his long-term girlfriend called it quits. But when his ex comes back into the picture, he needs a plan. And who better to play his new girlfriend than his sassy new neighbor? So a fake relationship might be perfect for Diana's own ex issues, but Diana is used to living by the rules. Will she learn that when it comes to love, rules are meant to be broken? Make sure to check out The Dixon Rule by L. Kennedy. L. Kennedy is a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author with over a million copies of her books sold. So this is going to be another banger, y'all. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Disney Books. Do y'all like Caribbean mythology? What's more, a thriller inspired by Caribbean mythology? If you do, I got something for you. A must-read thriller that draws from the darkest corners of Caribbean mythology from acclaimed author Sarah Das, who crafts a chilling tale of magic, murder, and how far we'll go to protect what's ours. It's perfect for fans of Angeline Bully and Tiffany D. Jackson. So, unlike other people on the small island of St. Virgil, Selena Da Silva does not believe in magic. She has a logical mind. She likes botany. She wants to study pharmacology. But then her mother gets sick and she's tethered to the island and she has to make money. So what does she do? She cons a couple gullible tourists with these useless talismans and phony protection rituals. But then one of the tourists ends up dead and at the center of a strange string of murders. And the truth Selena has been denying can no longer be avoided. There is evil lurking in the forest that surround St. Virgil. Now to find out what that evil is, make sure to pick up It Waits in the Forest by Sarah Das. And thanks again to Disney Books for sponsoring this episode. Okay, so the books that you have for us today are all comics. And we talked about this, like you love comics, but these are comics 
for people who maybe don't have as much background mm-hmm. as you do. So tell us a, bit, a little bit about your background with comics. Um, so I love comics. I love visual storytelling. I think it's really important for people to be able to kind of like pair text and pictures and follow along and like learn that skill of visual storytelling. And I also came to comics a little bit late. Like I knew the characters through other mediums, but comics themselves weren't super accessible to me. Like we didn't have a comic Mm. book store. Um, We had like the comics that showed up in the pharmacy and that's (laughs) sort of what I had access to. So old school. (laughs) Really? Like that's where I could find them. Right. (laughs) And so something that's really important to me about comics is making sure that they are accessible for any readers. Like if you're new, if you, know the character, but you don't know where to start. If you don't have any relationship to the character at all, but you're excited about the genre of like adventure or comedy or whatever it is, that's a very, very important thing to me um, when I'm thinking about comics and legacy comics in particular. Yeah. And you went from being a fan to writing Mm -hmm. for comics and you've now, am I right that you've written both like one shot, like, you know, the floppies that come out yes. in the comic shop and books, like novels about these legacy characters. Yes, correct. I have. <laughs> so I tell- did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, no, no. Which ones that. though? Which ones? <laughs> so for DC, I did a one shot about Zatanna, who is a uh, magic user in the DC universe. And then for Marvel, I did a black cat one shot in the women of Marvel, um, comic that came out March of this year, which were my like floppy comics debuts. Uh, and then I've written, you know, kids versions of like illustrated novels with the Avengers assembly series. Uh, and then I have my Spider-Man book that's coming out or is out, I guess, since this is dropping after, which is just, prose like no illustrations it's just bringing a comic book character into a novel form so you went from being like a fan to an actual writer for the characters that you love which is amazing amazing it's wild (laughs) it's like what is life kind of wild sometimes dreams come true I guess (laughs) you just have to be really annoying and loud about what you want to (laughs) do turns out I'm minimizing (laughs) but yes that's that's the the kernel of where it all started nice (laughs) like hey 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 do you want to talk about spider-man can we talk about spider-man I would like to talk about (laughs) spider-man you heard it here there's some good career advice for you I mean not for nothing that's how I got a lot of my book jobs is like hi do you want to talk about books let's talk about books I like books so that's it's one piece it's one piece of then the persistence and the hopefully some talent in there somewhere so (laughs) all right all right so what's the first book that you want to recommend to our listeners so surprising no one I'm already (laughs) going to start off by cheating (laughs) But I truly think that these are like wonderful paired together. Mm. So uh, the first one, which was a big also like influence to me in terms of how I think about comics and how I think about comics for new readers is Spidey Volume 1, First Day, written by Robbie Thompson, illustrated by Nick Bradshaw, um, among others. It's, It's the first six issues of Marvel's 2014 Spidey series, which is this like wonderful sort of like back to basics, very easy to pick up and put down Spider-Man book where it's like Peter's back in high school, it's current era. Each 
book is like a little one shot vignette of him dealing with classic characters. You don't really need a huge background to have fun with it because they give you like a one page explainer at the top of the book of who he is and how he got there. (laughs) And then it dives into the story and it's like funny. And like Peter's such a relatable character and the art is really, really fun. Like every page you can dive deeper into and find something new when you're looking at it, no matter how many times you read it. Um, And so that to me speaks to like, okay, I'm a new Spider-Man fan or I'm a new like action. Like I like action adventure and comedy, but I've never read a Spider-Man book and there are 8,000 issues. Like, where do I start? This is a great introduction to the character, I think. Um, And it's modern. So you're not dealing with some of the like more frustrating issues older comics might have Mm. um, because it came out, you know, like eight years ago or whatever. And so, like, that's a big one. And then pairing it with <laughs> Ms. Marvel Volume 1, No Normal, um, by G. Willow Wilson, Sana Amana, and uh, Adrian Alfona, which is the introduction to Kamala Khan, who you may <laughs> you may be familiar with from a lot of the uh, marketing that's happening right now around the TV show. This was unlike anything in the world, right? But the reason it pairs so well is because Peter and Kamala are complementary characters. Like Peter was uh, the accessible character for the longest time. He was the one we saw ourselves in. He was the one who's trying so hard despite life being so hard. Mm. That's what Kamala became. But she's a brown girl from Jersey City. Yeah, she she is. is, Right? She is the relatable one here. Mm. She is the one that we are like, Yeah, it is really hard to, like, try to be a superhero, probably, (laughs) when you're going through life stuff, Mm. you know? And Mm -hmm. when Peter has with great power comes great responsibility, Kamala has good is not a thing you are, it's a thing you do. Yes. And so you have these characters who are both, like, teenagers trying to deal with those coming-of-age issues, but also being a superhero. Yeah. But one is this, like, legacy character brought into a new era for new readers. Um, and so you can just pick them up. And one is a brand new character who people are becoming familiar with now and doesn't have that like long, long, long history of having to engage with just to be able to enjoy. Yeah. I mean, longtime listeners of the show will know that Amanda and I have recommended Miss mm-hmm. Marvel so many times. Yes. Like it's so good for so many things. I don't know that we've ever... That's not true. I've recommended your Spider-Man middle grade book on this show. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Actually, I was going to say, have we ever recommended Spider-Man? Maybe Peter and Ned's. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I did, actually. I think I recommended that one for a reader one time. Uh, so, but we, you know, superhero comics like can feel really overwhelming Daunting. or overdone. Like, oh my gosh, Marvel has put out 16 more movies this year or like mm-hmm. 18,000 more shows. Like, it's a lot. So yeah, it's nice to have these kinds of jumping off points. And would you say these are all age or how all agey are they? I mean, they're definitely like all ages in terms of like super accessible by everyone. Spidey, I think is great for young readers okay. um, for, you know, uh, he's, he's in high school. It's, it's very like sort of upper middle grade, younger YA in terms right. of dealing with crushes and like bullies and things like that while mm. also being a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um but they are, they're just really fun, sweet yes. stories. So I think they are truly the the definition of all ages, um, especially like Kamala Khan, because it's that's like mainline Marvel Comics universe. Right. And so it's dealing with big stuff and small stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I do love this pairing. And I think Peter and Kamala both have a little bit of that like nerd. Well, maybe a lot of that nerd humor, right? Yes. Like they're both big nerds. They're dorks. They're huge, <laughs> huge dorks. There's this like wonderful panel in one of the first issues of Spidey where Peter is Spider-Man and he's just saved the day and Gwen Stacy is standing there and she like asks him a question and he's like, be cool, say something cool, say something (laughs) cool. And then he just goes, yeah. (laughs) And then he's like, nailed it. (laughs) Like they're both huge, awkward dorks and that's why we like them so much because we're all huge, awkward dorks. Indeed. Truer (laughs) words have never been spoken. All right, let's move on to book number two, which is actually one book this time. <laughs> yeah, just one book. I, I wanted to do double ups for all of them. Jen yeah. was like, no. I did lay down a few <laughs> rules. It's true. <laughs> um, so the second book is third, second, whatever, yeah, yeah. is uh, Green Lantern Legacy by Min Lei, written by Min Lei and illustrated by Andy Tong. And this is a graphic novel. It's not like a, you know, regular old weekly comic book issue floppy. Um, and this one I wanted to recommend one it's it's DC too. it's another one of those like accessibility points for comics mm. like I am not a Green Lantern reader I don't mm. know anything really <laughs> I know I know sort of what I've gotten from osmosis about what right. the Green Lanterns are like there's and, a ring involved yeah. and like some like hologrammy looking like and they're in space. projections oh right they're in space yeah. right right like I know I know sort of I couldn't name them all there are right. like a lot of there are a whole core <laughs> um, and so you have Min who gets to tell this story about a new Green Lantern named Tai Pham whose grandmother was a Green Lantern, um, Kim Tran. And so what I really like about this is one, the art is very, very fun from Andy Tong. It's bright, it's colorful. It's like, um, again, really fun to look through and find little things in and and very elastic and, and enjoyable to just sort of like take in. And then the story, Min is... Min knows kids like you might recognize Min's name from Mm. his picture books um, like Drawn Together, which is one of my favorite, favorite picture books of all time uh, with Dan Santat. And so he knows kids. He knows how to write for kids. And this is Min getting to tell a superhero story for kids. And so it does all these great things like there's generational storytelling. You have this wonderful relationship between um, Ty and Kim It's historical storytelling. We get Mm. to see Kim in, you know, as a Green Lantern right around like the time of the Vietnam War and kind of what that means. And so you have all these little things that are being pulled into a superhero story to bring new light to them. Right. And Mm -hmm. that is something that's really wonderful. And it's just really fun. Like it's a fun (laughs) book. And I think superhero comics and superhero books should always have that element of fun because they are properties that are there to like delight us. Mm, mm, I like that. I like that idea a lot. And this is another sort of all ages one. This is another all ages one. This is not, this is like one of those uh, DC random house, I want to say um, collabs. And so it's definitely like another one of those like middle grade level, but all ages, all ages for sure. It's nice to have a range of that. I mean, I know that a lot of, we talk a lot about 
how great comics and graphic novels are for reluctant readers, right? Mm-hmm. Because they may not be ready to like stare down a whole page of prose, but if you give them dialogue and you give them visual action, or for some people, it's just easier to process, right? It's yeah. just easier to process that kind of information. So the art does look gorgeous on this. I was drooling over this cover when I was doing so my prep. It's so beautiful. I'm really, yeah, I'm jazzed to pick this one up because this one, I I have never read a Green Lantern anything despite Me neither. having like heard some cool stuff about it, I guess. Like they're doing some interesting things with Green <laughs> Uh, but one day maybe I'll read it. So now, now I have another option. Always, <laughs> always a good thing. All right, let's do another quick sponsor break. Today's episode is brought to you by Avid Reader Press. So this next book is a really fun sounding mashup of different genres. There's a little time travel, a little romance, a little spy thriller action going on. So in the near future, a civil servant is offered the salary of her dreams and is shortly afterward told what project she'll be working on. A recently established government ministry is gathering quote unquote expats from across history to establish whether time travel is feasible for the body, but also for the fabric of space time. This is an exquisitely original and feverishly fun fusion of genres and ideas. The Ministry of Time by Colleen Bradley asks, what does it mean to defy history when history is living in your house? Colleen Bradley's answer is a blazing, unforgettable testament to what we owe each other in a changing world. It kind of gives Outlander meets Cloud Atlas or If the Time Traveler's Rife was written by Sally Rooney or Colson Whitehead. Make sure to check out The Ministry of Time by Colleen Bradley. And thanks again to Avid Reader Press for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Thirsty by Jazz Hammonds. College student Blake and her girlfriend have one goal, join the exclusive sorority that promises connections to a network of trailblazing women of color. Now, Ella's acceptance is a sure thing. She's a daughter of a Serena Society alum. After all, Blake, on the other hand, lacks Ella's pedigree and her confidence. Luckily, though really unluckily, she finds courage at the bottom of a liquor bottle. When she drinks, she's bold and funny, and as pledging intensifies, so does Blake's drinking. Ella assures her that she's fine, partying hard is what it takes, but with her future on the line, Blake must decide how far she's willing to go to achieve glittering dreams of success. Now, just so you know, Jazz Hammonds is the 2023 winner of the Critics Scott King John Steptoe Award for New Talent for We Deserve Monuments, and We Deserve Monuments was an Amazon Best Books of the Year and Barnes & Noble Best Books of the Year for 2023, so suffice to say, y'all should check this new one out. Thanks again to Thirsty by Jazz Hammonds for sponsoring this episode. And now we're coming to your last pick, which (laughs) I know a little bit about your obsession with this, but I'm really excited (laughs) to hear you talk about (laughs) to the people. Set the the stage. (laughs) Set the stage. Caveat, it is not finished yet. So it is it is an ongoing series. I don't know how it ends. Um this is DC vs. Vampires, which is a 12-issue miniseries from DC uh, written by James Tinian, Matthew Rosenberg, with art by Otto Schmidt, among others, as you're going through all the series. But he's sort of the mainline artist. And I love this. I love this book. <laughs> there are seven issues right now. And every, like, the pacing? the So basically, the premise is that in the first issue... 
vampires exist in the DC universe and there is rumblings of some kind of new vampire king who's going to upset the balance that the former leader had done, which is you can have you humans and vampires can coexist. It's not great, but (laughs) it is what it is. But now there's some new leader who's come in and wants to take over the world. And he we find very find out very quickly he's infiltrated the superhero ranks. And so it leads to this like terrifying experience where you're with like Batman who it's Batman who's the most paranoid person on the planet (laughs) trying to figure out like he can't trust anybody. He brings his family in of like the Robins and former Robins um, to be like, we have to figure this out because this is a huge threat to the entire world. And it's a book that goes like just gets it goes darker than you could possibly expect <laughs> and it's bloody but it's the auto schmidt's art is like very stylistic so it's not mm. like gross bloody it's like mm. very stylistically bloody mm. and and the colors are really the the red of the blood is like so so bright against like the dark of these other things it's it's gorgeous like it's a gorgeous <laughs> gorgeous book and I do, I like, I did like this massive cross stitch for it, but it's yeah. a big spoiler. It's so a big I don't, spoiler. <laughs> I don't want to say what it we is. We won't link to it, but if you don't care about spoilers or you pick this up and get to a certain point. It's issue six. After issue yeah. six, you can, you can see it if you don't, if you care about spoilers. If you don't care about spoilers, you can just look yeah. at it. We'll link in uh, the show notes to Preeti's yeah. Twitter. <laughs> but like the, the the pacing of it is what does it because Mm. every issue is exciting and every, it doesn't feel overpaced. It doesn't feel like they're pandering, Mm. but you're like building this story over the course of months and slowly by slowly getting more, but somehow every issue is very, very exciting and very like, like I gasp at every single one where I'm like, (laughs) what? (laughs) It's so good. It's so fun. So, Okay, and I, I think I feel safe in saying, just from looking at the cover alone, this is not an all-ages one. This is not an all-ages. This is for, I I think there's a rating on it, but my mm. I would say, like, 14 plus. Okay, I, yeah. Like, 14 plus with some, like, if you are more strict mm-hmm. with your kids, maybe, like, <laughs> 17 plus. Right. Um, for, Just for violence, really. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's another one where you don't really have to know everything. Like there's so well, many Well, that was going to be my next question. It's like, okay, so like how much do we need to know about the Bat family? Like how much do we need to know about the DC universe? I personally, like I'm, I feel like in comics, there's no way for you to know everything. Well, like, there just isn't. There's, there's too just much. Not. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm of the mind that if you can go in and just accept certain things as mm. being true without questioning them, like mm. you're fine. Like mm. there are a ton of characters in this that I like, I don't know who they are, right. but you know who Batman is, you know who Superman is, you know who Wonder Woman is. Right. Like, you know, Robin exists. Like, so they'll, they, there's a decent amount of like setting the stage for you, but you okay. don't need decades of DC lore to enjoy this book. You just have to know that there are superheroes who exist and what happens when superheroes get infected with vampirism. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> I do love a horror comic. If the art is not too bloody. If the art it's is not, not too gory. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very like, uh, I, d- I don't know art terms, but it's like uh, 
sketchy, brush sketchy, mm. whatever that would be, mm. you know? So we're not going for like anatomical realism. No, there's no realism. It's it, everything is exaggerated. Awesome. And so it's, it's just really cool to look at. I think, <laughs> I mean, obviously you cross stitched the whole panel. So. Oh my gosh. And I'm not a horror person. So it's not right. like super, super scary. Like I yeah. should point that out because I don't like to be scared. No, no. It's just suspenseful. I mm-hmm. think. And bloody. Suspenseful and bloody. And bloody. It's <laughs> well, vampires, you can't not have blood if it's exactly. vampires, right? Like, it's inevitable that they're going to be vampires. It has to exist. It has to exist. <laughs> awesome. Well, okay. So, excellent job on selling us on these three, nope, four, four comics. Um, <laughs> we've got a whole range here for people. Love that. So, last but not least, now let's talk a little bit about your project. So, you, so Spider-Man Social Dilemma just came came out. Tell the people about that. So it is the first book in an upper middle grade trilogy, all new story about Peter Parker. He's like a few months into being Spider-Man. Also focuses on MJ. Like there's multiple perspectives in the book. So it's not just a Spider-Man story. Um, And yeah, it's, it's, I'm trying to decide how much to like give away. I don't have a good elevator pitch for this book, which is like the first thing you're supposed to do. <laughs> we're catching you early in your I, yes. cycle because we're recording this ahead of time. So she has um, not perfect, perfected it yet. I've not, but it's, it's that right. So there's something amiss. There's something amiss going on that Peter can't quite figure out with like social media. There's this like alien artifact that has uh, someone's trying to steal from the museum of the moving image. There's Sandman. There's something going on with Sandman and all of these threads Peter thinks are tied together, but he can't quite put his finger on what it Mm. is. Um, And so it was a lot of fun to write. And I think it's a very sweet, sweet, fun story. It's got all those elements of Spider-Man where you have this like awkward kid trying to muddle his way through life while still being a superhero you have this like budding sweet very like little romance with mary jane Mm -hmm. and you've got him like at the daily bugle you've got sandman doing horrible things and you don't know why so (laughs) yeah and and like i said first book in a trilogy so two more to come yay exciting uh and I think I know the answer, but just in case anybody else is wondering this, like this is not exactly the same Spider-Man as like you would have seen in the movies, no. for example. They're like different universes, sort of. So there is, yeah, there are all these different iterations of Spider-Man who exist. Even in the comics, there are yes. different iterations of Spider-Man, right? And so this is my version of who Peter Parker is. And it's set current era. You don't really have to know anything. Like if you are a Spider-Man fan, there are things you will pick up on. If you're brand new to Spider-Man, it's a story that you can enjoy and hopefully be an entry point for you into this fandom and into this character. Um, I was very, very like uh, conscious of that while I was writing to make sure Mm. that anybody who picks this up is going to have a good time reading it. Well, having been on the receiving end of lots of your jokes, I feel confident that that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Do love a Preeti joke. All right. So are there any other projects that you would like to tell the people about? Um... Uh, I guess you could listen to me and Jen on Tarvel and her bust, where we are currently rereading the entire Wheel of Time series. <laughs> like our <laughs> pandemic project gone amok, sort of. 
<laughs> it's really fun. Um, but also, yeah, like books, I guess. Yes. I have many books for kids out that you can check out if you go to my site, pcchipper.com. Avengers Assembly is great for young readers. I have some picture books. I got some comics. I got some short stories. It's a good time. Good time mm-hmm. to be had by all. amazing amazing well thank you so much for being one of my experiment test authors love (laughs) love 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 always to talk to you um and to you all who are listening thank you for joining us on this journey pretty pretty please send us your feedback get booked at bookriot.com what you're liking about the experiment what you want to hear more of all of that good stuff uh preeti where should the people find you um, you can find me on all of the socials at Run with Skizzers, S K I Z Z E R S, where I spend entirely too much time. <laughs> period. Just too much time, period. When she's not writing tweets, she's writing books and vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> it's always writing, though. <laughs> it's always writing. <laughs> all right. And for more recommendations, you can always get those at bookriot.com. You can find our other podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen. If you would be so kind as to leave us a rating and or a review on the podcast platform of your choice, we super appreciate it. You can do it on Apple Podcasts. You can do it on Spotify. You can do it on Podchaser, et cetera, et cetera. And all oh, right. And you can find me on the SFFEA podcast or very occasionally at this point on social media at either Twitter and Tumblr, Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L, or on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And we will talk to you next time. 